Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Have you ever heard of the term pangry? This is a new term that we, uh, we have now with COVID. It describes that angry feeling you get when you see someone who's not taking the pandemic as seriously as you are. You're <laughs> pangry. Okay. Yeah. Certainly early on. Right. I know we, uh, we were getting that way. Yeah. I think we're all, you know... I think it went both ways. I think that there were people who got upset with others when they were ta- seemed like they were taking it too seriously, and then there was those who thought if you're just being willy nilly about it, you're you're not being serious enough about it. I don't know. I read a lot of the comments uh, to a, to a lot of uh, whether tweets or posts, uh, and just try to read as much as I can on both sides of it to understand. And and, and it seems now, especially with lockdown. You know, the numbers are going down. Mm. The lockdown is working, especially in Durham. You know, active cases now into the 400s. We're, we're, we're over a thousand. Right. Uh, you know, before in the last couple of weeks, um, and so as they go down, you know, you get you know this fever. Okay, reopen everything. People who are just tired of it and saying reopen it all now. Mm. Why are we still in lockdown? Because uh, we're on the way. And then you know the the flip side of it, or people are like, oh, come on, let's keep going. Mm. Don't give up now because it seems to be working. Maybe. You know, another by the end of this lockdown will be clear and we can get back to a real normal. Well, the problem, I think, lies in that between now and whenever you get a vaccine, uh, there are still going to be events, Valentine's and Family Day Mm -hmm. and Easter. And these things are going to occur and people will get together, as we saw over Christmas and New Year's and numbers will spike again. It almost seems like what you're going to have to do is over those holidays, shut things down for a week or two. Yeah, it's tough. And and whether or not, you know, when they open up, do you open it wide open? No, it's going to open back up to into like yellow zones or mm-hmm. red zones, hopefully not gray zones. But, you know, and Durham will always be kind of stuck as the neighbor to that hot zone mm-hmm. uh, of both York and Peel uh, and Toronto. So it, it's going to be really tough uh, to, to get everything opened up to a, a full stage until, as you're right, you know, there's some level of, of vaccination, a mass vaccination that's happened. Have you given or received any COVID-related presents? About 40% of people say they've never given or received a gift like face masks or hand sanitizer. And about 57% of people say they have given those, received them, or both. And over Christmas, we put, like, hand sanitizer in, like, stockings. And right, stuff. yeah. I guess a lot of soaps. Yeah, yeah. It's a sexy gift. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of perfume this year, and we get you some hand sanitizer. Listen, I I got uh, cologne. I think it was for my birthday or Christmas. I can't even remember. Never even touched it. Yeah, why would you? <laughs> where, where are you going? <laughs> Who do you got to impress? Deodorant, and out you go. Yeah. Vaccine chasers. This is also another uh, term. These are people who are going to vaccination sites near closing time. Hoping they can get a leftover dose, even though they're not eligible for the vaccine yet. <laughs> just give me That's like, see a splash. Like, you got a niche. Like, <laughs> just, just need a shot, man. <laughs> you got, I got the needle ready. Just get me over. <laughs> oh, and then you got people uh, like that dude from the casinos. Yeah. That, you know, went up north to Yukon yeah. and yeah. got himself and his wife vaccinated. Uh, jumped the line. Yep. And, uh, and didn't quarantine properly and now has lost his job for it. And how in the hell do you get vaccines? Like, it's, like you can go get a vaccine now on the top of Mount Everest. I can't get one in Toronto. <laughs> yeah. There's a Sherpa who's got a bag full of them. Now, speaking of uh, people with wealth and money and being able to uh, get things, it is said that the wealth 
that 10 of the richest men in the world have acquired during the pandemic would be enough to fund the vaccine for every single person on the planet. Wow. We were talking yesterday about Elon Musk Mm -hmm. and and, uh, how he just said, you know, hey, I really like this Etsy site. We tweeted about it. And their stock went up like 9% yesterday. Crazy, right? Just by his tweet. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's the same that happens with Kardashians and other influencers. They say they use a certain product and it goes through the roof. Although, if I were Bill Gates... You know, you've got all this wealth. I would be looking at people, especially all the ones who have been saying, oh, yeah, you're, you know, you're behind it. You're, you're the one who caused this thing. You just yeah. say, forget it. Yeah. You know, give it away to some of the people who are, you know, the yeah. ones without the Internet, the ones that can't tweet. That's right. They're my people. Let's do it out of spite. Now, again, with elite people and wealthy people, Variety magazine saying the Hollywood elite have been tapping their vast resources and cycling through private physicians in order to jump the line and get their shots. Not everything they're doing is illegal, but it is an ethical concern, certainly. And one Beverly Hills doctor says he's been offered bribes in excess of ten grand for people who want to jump the line. Mm-hmm. Some are taking private planes. You just told the story going to the Yukon. Yeah. Um, managers, agents, producers reportedly helping clients and stars line up shots for themselves and their families. One top entertainment executive who refused to be identified said, it's the Hunger Games out there. <laughs> <laughs> We're all disgusted by it because we don't have the money. But yeah. if you had that chance yeah. to jump the line. Oh, I wouldn't. I'm <laughs> You, I know, but not me. Oh, damn right. <laughs> <laughs> A uh, restaurant owner in Queens, New York, had been arrested after he tried to set his own business on fire back in August because he was uh, locked down because of COVID. His surveillance video caught him in the act, so there's problem number one. And his own sprinkler system put out the fire before it could spread. <laughs> so this all in all did not go well for him. <laughs> no, not at no. all. A paramedic in Polk County, Florida, who earned the name entitled 2020 Paramedic of the Year in the county, was just arrested for stealing three vials of the COVID vaccine. Uh-oh. Yeah, he's not going back to back. No. In sign of the times... There's a video of a baby who thinks literally everything is a hand sanitizer dispenser. <laughs> a uh, pub in Oxford, England, uh, it's been around for more than 450 years, had to shut down because of the pandemic. And that's our, that, to me, that's a loss. 450 years. Think of all the things it's been through, seen. Pandemics. People, yeah. Couldn't handle this one. That's right. We went through Wars like the plague. And, yeah. <laughs> Still pouring pints. <laughs> now... And finally, a survey of new parents found the most stressful things about having a baby during COVID are having more doctor's appointments, going to the hospital during the pandemic, and not being able to share pregnancy news in person. And you must remember, we've said it, Dr. Stone from Lake Ridge Health has said it, go to the hospital if you need assistance. They're they're ready to handle stuff outside of COVID. You're not going to get it just walking through those sliding doors. I was reading at Durham Radio News, there's a, a couple... They're at Ajax, but they had triplets on New Year's. Wow. And so now you think it's tough being stuck at home mm-hmm. in, your oh. in, in your quiet household. Yeah. Oh, I know. Triplets? Screaming all hours? <laughs> Was that 12 seconds worth it? <laughs> Ask yourself. I, I would, If I were him or her, I would go to every condom birth control company and say, we will be the spokesperson it's, for you know your what? product. There's a GoFundMe for them because, you know, obviously he's lost his job uh, during this pandemic and they're struggling for, you know, diapers and, and such. But my goodness, mm-hmm. struggling. But just to buy earplugs alone. Oh, yeah.
uh, forgot to mention this yesterday. But Wayner, Mr. Gretzky, he turned 60 yesterday. That's right. You just heard a story that he bought back or is now selling. He had a mansion that he, uh, him and uh, the family lived in in California, and they sold it. Yes. And then the guy who bought it went into foreclosure. Yeah, lost it. So Wayne got it back on a deal. Yeah, well, someone else had bought it uh, off foreclosure, and then Wayne bought it back from them, and now he's selling it again to yeah. move to Florida to be closer to the grandkids. Oh, very nice. That's where Dustin and uh, Paulina live. Yeah. Well, that's what a grandparent does. Yeah. And I guess Wayne's got to sell it. He needs the money to get to Florida. <laughs> that's right. Between the wineries and everything else he's got. It is gorgeous, though, when you look yeah. at it, the views off this like yeah. sun deck they have. Gonna go live in a double wide in some trailer park in Florida, <laughs> sure. telling stories. For- <laughs> yeah, that's, <it. laughs> that's right. So, anyhow, happy birthday to Mr. Gretzky. He was sixty years old yesterday. Uh, CBS Sports put together a list of uh, the best records that could be broken in this year's Super Bowl. And there's outside of, of course, Brady and all of the records that he's uh, got. Things like oldest coach to win the Super Bowl. If the Buccaneers win, their coach would be the oldest coach to win. He's 68. The okay. current, current record is Bill Belichick, who's 66. Uh, first QB to win in three different decades. If the Bucks win, Brady will become the only quarterback to win a ring in each of the three decades. Only two other quarterbacks have won in two decades, Peyton Ooh. and Eli Manning. All right. Andy Reid is trying to join the elite company. If the Kansas City Chiefs win, Reid will have won two Super Bowls. He'll join multiple other uh, winners. Patrick Mahomes could join the list of uh, multiple MVP winners. If Mahomes is named the MVP, he'll join uh, about five or six other guys. Terry Bradshaw, Joe Montana, Brett Starr, Eli Manning, and Brady as the only players to have won multiple Super Bowl MVPs. All right. The youngest QB with two rings. If the Chiefs win, Mahomes would surpass Brady as the youngest quarterback with two Super Bowls under his belt. Brady was 26 when he did it. Mahomes would be 25 years and 143 days. All right. These are the little things sports junkies follow. Love it. Yeah. They, they they absolutely eat up all of these stats. Yeah. The date ones are crazy, too. The first home team to win the Super Bowl, of course, the Buccaneers do it. It'll be the first time to play a team as uh, play the Super Bowl in their home stadium. So they'd uh, make more history. It's amazing. This is Super Bowl 55. The fact that that's never happened. Yeah, it's odd, isn't it? Because it's the only sport... That does it that way, right? Like basketball, baseball, and hockey, when you've got your two championship teams, well, it's, and it's always a series. But they're playing a series. That's yeah. the difference. This yeah. is a one-off game, and so they don't necessarily want to give a team home field advantage. Right. And they usually pick warmer climates or domes for it. Right. Yeah, you don't want to necessarily be playing the Super Bowl in Green Bay. Right. At this time of the year. So, yeah, there's a bunch of stuff to watch for if you're a sports junkie. Looking for a fix. A lot of different stuff going to happen with this Super Bowl. There's a great story of a guy. He uh, His car got towed. It's never fun to have your car towed. Have you ever had uh, your car towed and yes. come out and found it gone? Yep. Happened to be uh, in Toronto and, and had to find out where the hell it was towed to. It, it's tough. Yeah. I remember Maria's car. We were on, this is when we were getting married and we were down on Spadina at some wedding dress shop and she was looking at some stuff and we uh, parked out front and when we came out it was gone and the effort to find it. Right. And then the bill, I think it was ended up being like 200 or 250 bucks to get it out of the lot. I think mine was more. Really? When you consider, because I was, um, uh, Doing some work at Young and Shepherd uh, there, and it got towed, 
I think I parked it right on Young. I had no clue. Mm. Well, one, I didn't know how long I would be. Like one of these recording sessions. All right. All right. So I thought, okay, we're only going to be a few minutes. And so I, I put it in there. It was fine. And then I guess it hit rush hour, and all of a sudden that area became no parking. Right. Uh, and so from Young and Shepherd, it got towed to, like, outside of York University by the keel. Wow. And so, one, I had to take a cab that to cost. get there. Right, that expense, and then the expense of getting it out for a, a few, a couple hundred bucks with the towing fee and the parking fee, which is you know ridiculous, plus the ticket as well before it got towed. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's there's it's so frustrating, and you come out and you're just like, okay, I'm heading home, and then you just stand there and you just oh, <laughs> well, you know, it's because your first thought is my car's been stolen, right? Yeah. But then you look at the cars I've driven, and nobody would steal it. <laughs> <laughs> you leave the keys in it and running. And $50 on the dash. <laughs> so anyhow, this guy gets his car towed. So uh, he decides he's going to get some revenge. And he goes to the tow truck company and he steals their truck. <laughs> so they report it stolen. Cops spot him driving it on the highway a few hours later. Was his car still on the back? That would be great. <laughs> Just bring it home. That would be great. He admitted he stole the truck to get revenge on the company for towing his car. And he's facing charges now. Hmm. Yeah. Now, that's a guy who can hold his anger. Because you figure how long it takes to find your car. And what right. tow truck, you know, yes, took you it have, from you. You have some time to rethink that decision. Yeah, mine wasn't as far as yours. I think, like I said, we were on Spadina somewhere, and it got towed to somewhere under the gardener. But I just remember, like, standing at the at the cage uh, where the, uh, the guy was inside collecting the cash. And I just thought, this has got to be the worst job ever. Because you're not having one customer come up who's going to be happy or nice to you. Right. It'll be a lot of, where's my car? Here's your bleeping, bleeping money. Why don't you go bleep yourself? Be a lot of that all day. And they had that show going on at one point. Remember Parking Wars? It was all based out of, like, Philadelphia and, their, and, yeah. and you know, parking people who were, one, putting boots on cars and then towing them yeah. and having to deal with that. And then the people back at that, you know, cage... And, and the arguments that they would have. Oh, for sure. With people who were in the wrong. Yeah. Oh, but you're never in the wrong. No. At that moment, you're not in the wrong. No. In the moment, you were just going in to buy a lottery ticket. And they, those people don't have hearts, apparently. That's right. They're the worst. Yeah, I remember watching a show on, like, repo guys once and, and re, uh, repossessing cars. And you got to have cojones on you to do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. And, Always some guy hooking a car up onto the back of a tow truck. It's usually in a driveway where the car is worth more than the home. <laughs> and uh, and uh, and then, you know, he's hooking it up and some guy's coming out swinging a baseball bat. Right. Get away from my car. Well, you haven't made a payment in six months. I think you're losing the car. So, yeah, those are some tough gigs. I wouldn't be built for it. I'd be built for this gig, though. There's a uh, website called Sleep Junkie. Sleepjunkie.com. Okay. It's looking to pay a real-life sleeping beauty to test out three different mattresses over two months and write about how they are. They'll pay you three grand for your work, plus you get to keep a mattress. Wow. So go check out sleepjunkie.com. Three months? That's it? Yeah. Huh. A thousand bucks a month for oh, lying around doing nothing? Yeah. Because lying around on that mattress as much as possible. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I got lots of time. Tough go buying a, a new mattress as well because you really do need to lie on it and stay on it for quite some time and and, and adjust to it. Your body needs to adjust to it. 
Yeah, Marie and I always do that stupid thing where we go in and we pounce down on it, and I pretend to dry hump her on it. <laughs> but I'll get really graphic. I'll, I'll be like, I won't just go missionary. I'll bend her over the mattress. And... How's that position, babe? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I'm oh, sure yeah. she's very impressed. Oh, always, always. <laughs> As we're walking into the store, she'll say, no dry humping this yeah. time. I can't promise anything, sweetie. I see a mattress. I got to go. And I'm sure the sales reps have seen it like a thousand times. Oh, yeah. Right. I'm sure that's what, in some scenarios, that's what they do in their spare time. Sure. Yeah. Do love when you get a, a like a new mattress and, and, and the, you know, the all the packaging. Like everything's so soft and well put together. Mm. You know, it feels, a new mattress is always very nice. I, I got it. My next one's got to be one of them Craftmatic adjustable beds. Oh, yeah? Just so I like can see if I can take care of myself. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it doesn't fold to a taco. Get that V going. <laughs> it's decision time. People were asked if they've ever been a part of a love triangle. And if so, were you on the competing for one side, uh, for one person side? Or were you part of the two people competing for you side? <laughs> Never been part of that. No. <laughs> I know I've been in two of them and I lost out on both. <laughs> Uh, a quarter of people say they've been in a love triangle at some point in their life. I think a lot of people have been in a love triangle and not known it because mm. they've just had someone <laughs> who's been involved with someone else without telling them about it. There's a great moment in this most recent uh, Tambourine Chris Rock special where he talks about when uh, couples have affairs and how with men... It's always with some woman in a seedy hotel room and, you know, he gets caught because he's got hotel soap still in his butt crack. <laughs> but he said, with women, it's always with a dude you know. Like, he's the neighbor you have beers with, <laughs> right? He's, he's your buddy. He's the accountant. He's someone who's been in your home and eaten your food. Because that's the seedy part of women in affairs. Like, they're not ones to just run off with some guy they don't know and have sex in a hotel room. Right. Usually an affair for a woman, if she's married, builds over time. You know, it becomes this guy who, because you're working all the time, he'll come over and shovel the snow. Or, <laughs> then he shovels her. <laughs> not that I know. Mr. Plow. That's right. <laughs> He's plowing everything. That's right. And it's July. What's he doing? <laughs> I mean, I know I'm naive and stupid and blind to things around me. But when a snow truck plows in my driveway in the middle of August... <laughs> Anyhow, so yeah, I like for sure. I uh, I know uh, that uh, the one I was in when I was young was this girl I was dating, and I was crazy first love, you know. And then she ends up falling for my friend. I think I told you the story. They're now married, they have uh -huh. kids. And I just remember being like, it's just such a weird, horrible experience when you realize you're losing out on that triangle. <laughs> that triangle's getting smaller. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even a triangle. No, anymore. no, no. It's a circle, and you're not in it. <laughs> I love swearing. I love <laughs> dropping all the hard consonants, the mother of this, right. the, that sucker, and the, I love it all. Did you watch, uh, what is it, the history of swear words? I'm halfway through it. Yeah. It's quite good. And uh, it turns out that if you like cussing and swearing, it could be a sign of intelligence. Mm. Uh, in 2015, a study was done, found people who mix it up and use lots of different swear words tend to have better language skills in general. 
Okay. People who swear a lot might be more honest. Back in 2017, there were links found between honesty and how much we swear. Also, people tend to see you as more honest if you drop a few choice words sometimes. All right. It increases your pain tolerance. Research was found that people who dunk their hand in ice-cold water and keep it there, the ones who swore were able to keep their hands in longer than people who yelled things like shoot or darn. Yes, I've seen that. It's very interesting how that works. It's a sign of creativity. Swear words tend to be handled by the right side of your brain or the creative side. Sometimes people who have had a stroke on that side stop swearing completely, even if they used to swear a lot. Wow. Hmm. And uh, tossing an F-bomb at somebody is much better than throwing punches. Some experts think we've evolved to swearing because it's a less risky way to vent. In other words, punching someone is dangerous. Swearing at them from across the street, less dangerous. Right. And you still get to express the same emotion. Yeah. You know, if swearing were uh, a form of road rage, Mm. then we all have it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Not all of us will go back and cut someone off or tailgate them. But, you know, we will uh, express our opinions of Mm. their driving uh, to ourselves in our own car. It is interesting that some words and many comedians, George Carlin among them, who've really kind of delved into the the oddity of swear words. Mm-hmm. Why that word? Why that f bomb is so offensive to some, and why it cuts through? Uh, you know, because most of these swear words, if you watch the history of swear, many of them started off not as swear words. They were, you know, the f was for I can't remember the whole thing. You had to get permission or something from the king. Yes. Yes. Fornication under the consent, consent of, the, of king. the king, something yeah. like that. So they weren't they weren't really, it's just over time they've evolved into these things. So it is interesting. Uh, what I find interesting is when people talk about what we do here in our jobs, mm. you know, uh, often they'll say, I couldn't do your job. Mm. Uh, I couldn't be on radio. One of the biggest reasons is because of the swearing mm. and the lack thereof. And their inability to, to stop. Oh, yeah. Well, or, or their perceived inability. Right. Uh, I mean, we were sailors off the air. It is amazing how quickly these mics turn off and the F-bombs start. <laughs> Sometimes with a Facebook Live video, like, I, you'll see me jumping to yeah, it. Right, right. Because I know one's coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, obviously, the, you know, this job, you know, people, some people are just shy and think, oh, there's no way I could do that. It's, mm. just, it's not my personality type. But a lot of people say, no, I couldn't hold it in. I couldn't hold back from swearing. Yeah, even when we get into, like, rants, it, it is impressive that neither of us do it. I, I think I said the S word on the air by mistake. Right. I know I have. Uh, and, again, we've had this conversation. But if you ever do, you just keep moving. Mm. You, you don't highlight it. I've been with guys who have dropped the F-bomb. I, I let a guy swear all over the air. I lost the job for that. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't think, yeah, in all my years of doing I just always treat it like, I guess I, you just know you can't. Yeah. And uh, I always treat it kind of like maybe there's a kid in the room or grandma's. Yeah, being around there. there. It's funny because now with my kids, I I hardly hold back. Right. <laughs> now, right. They've heard it now. Yeah. Uh, and if they didn't hear it from me, likely they've heard it elsewhere anyway. But. If they hear it from me now, that's how they know I mean business. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Like, if you, when my kids were little and I'd say go to their school or whatever for some kind of event, I wouldn't be dropping F bombs in the school or right. doing it. You, know, you just know when you can and can't. I mean, you don't go to church and, you know, 
It used to always drive me crazy, though, when I'd be at work and somebody would say, like, oh, you know, having kids in for work day or whatever. And, okay, I'm bringing in my daughter tomorrow, so watch your language. No, this is my place of business. <laughs> I'm not going to change how I operate because your precious gem is standing there. So then, of course, I'd be a jerk and I'd swear even more. <laughs> I don't, you know... I know where I can and I can't, and it's not my problem that you've decided to bring your saint into my work area. This is my domain. She can wait in the hallway if she doesn't like it. <laughs> oh, you're a prince. Yeah, I am. <laughs> well, Valentine's not that far off. Of course, this time last year, we were pre-COVID, so we were still doing Valentine's Day things. Right. Like going to restaurants and... Booking into hotel rooms. Oh, will we not be able to do that this year? No, shocking. I know it's really going to put a dent into your plans. <laughs> this is the year you were really going to really step up my game. <laughs> Sorry, babe. What do you want to do? COVID, what are you going to do? I, I had big, but we were jetting off. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry, babe. <laughs> Bali seemed great. Yeah. It seemed that this was the year I had saved up. That's right. But instead, we'll do nothing. What are you going to do? Well, you know what, Lucky? You can make it up to Adrian by going to Simple Hall Settlement House and their website. They started hosting an online Valentine silent auction. It started yesterday, runs until tomorrow. It's on their Facebook page. Is that where it is? Yeah, okay. So go to Facebook, put in Simple Hall Settlement House, and you'll see all the items up for bid. There's little packages. And then you can put your bid right up there on the Facebook page, too. It runs yeah. to what, Thursday? Yeah, Thursday. And they got 25 amazing items up for grabs. All funds going to Simcoe Hall programs. And uh, they have had a, a big increase in new clients needing help at the food bank. Obviously, so mm. many people struggling. So if you can help out, listen, you're not going to be going out to some fancy restaurant. You're not going to be doing some over-the-top thing. So why not go on this online auction at Simcoe Hall, put in a bid, get something for the love of your life. You'll help out Simcoe Hall Settlement House and uh, put a smile on the, the face of your loved one. So once again, Lucky, she won't be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? Here's some, I saw something for Coop. There's a dog thing. Oh, if you got something for Coop for Valentine's and not your wife, you might as well pack your bags and <laughs> but isn't hit that the how bricks. it goes now? Everything just goes to the kids? Yeah, no. No? No. All right. Coop's not a kid. He's a dog. If you start buying stuff for Valentine's for that dog, it's for a good cause. That's why I would oh, do it. Oh, it's from there. It's for Simcoe Hall oh, Settlement House. Well, yes. Okay, I thought it was something else you saw. Oh, no, no, no. All right, what is it? Uh, I don't know. There's a, It's a puppy pack. Well, I don't want to say it because then oh, people are going to go bid okay. on it. Well, I guess that's the point. Well, I guess you can get a leash or whatever for a leash and a, and a collar and <laughs> incorporate it. <laughs> <laughs> that way, if she's offended, it's for the dog. <laughs> she's into it. Yeah. You'll find you're going to be wearing it and, and a harness to the fence. Rock Mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.